0: Welcome back to the show, everybody. As always, I'm so grateful to have you listening. So I went to a cool event in LA last night. It's one I go to whenever I'm in town. It's called The Shine, and it's... A really awesome meditation event. There's musical appearances, guest speakers, and it's just a very high vibe event and very just reflective of how the consciousness is shifting. You know, more and more people on a Saturday night are wanting to go to a place where they can eat raw vegan food and meditate and hang out with community and connect. And as I looked around, I was just so grateful to live in a city where that's possible and live in a time where that's really possible. I mean, I've talked about before on this show how you know, just the consciousness is really, really growing. More and more people are into personal growth and evolution and making a difference and bringing more light to the planet, which is beautiful. And as I looked around, I also noticed that most of the people there were younger, like under 40 and a lot of people were in their 20s. And I think today's millennials are really, really fortunate to grow up during this time when so much personal empowerment is in the air and so much consciousness is available. And I feel very, very lucky to have had kind of my first awakening in my 20s, you know, had my quarter-life crisis that really set me deeply on this path of not just spiritual growth, but understanding psychology, understanding transformation, and just learning things I was never taught in school. And I say I'm grateful to have gone through it in my 20s because it's a lot easier to unprogram a couple decades worth of programming than many, many, many decades. The older we get, the more our stories become ingrained. That said, it is never too late to change, never too late to grow, never too late to let go of belief systems as you'll hear in my call with Miranda. Sometimes it just takes a little more intention and discipline because that programming has been there for a long time. And in Miranda's case, she even grew up mostly in another country. And so it was a new country and decades later before she got on her personal growth path. And I'm so inspired by her, that she's found her way and is so intentionally working to create a shift. So I have so much compassion for Miranda because I really felt how important it is for her to grow. In my coaching of her, you'll hear me let her go on with her story a little longer than I usually do with callers. And I do this for a couple of reasons. One, I could sense how important it was for her to feel really heard from a place of compassion and no judgment. And two, I wanted you all to hear yourselves in her story. Well, what do I mean by this? Well, we all become very attached and comfortable with our story. We have the reasons for why we are the way we are. We have the relationships in our life that we blame for X, Y, Z. We have things that we judge about ourselves that we blame for X, Y, Z. We have choices that we've made in our life that impact X, Y, Z. We all form a story about ourselves, about the way life is, about what we can have, what we can't, so on and so forth. And we might have awareness when we start on our personal growth journey, but the real change, the real integration happens when we decide to drop our story. I'm gonna talk a little bit more about how our stories get formed and how to drop them in my Coach's Corner this week. And remember, Coach's Corners are always posted the Saturday after a new episode goes up. So make sure to tune into that as I dive deeper into that. For now, I want you to consider as you listen to this call with Miranda, what are you still holding onto from your past that is impacting your present and creating your future? In other words, what's the story you continue to tell that's not creating the story you want to tell? Next, as you listen to Miranda in this call, what does it mirror to you about your own story and how you like to tell it? Also, when it comes to getting love, especially love from a romantic partner, what do you think you need to do and what do you think you have to be in order to get it? And finally, is there someone or multiple people that you're holding a charge against that it is really time to forgive? In this call, I take Miranda through a forgiveness exercise. And as I take her through, I highly encourage you to shift it to yourself and take yourself through the forgiveness process with Miranda and I on this call. I'll come back as usual after the call with takeaways. So now let's get on to my session with Miranda. Hello, Miranda. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: I don't know that I have one specific question. I have so many things going on, but I think what I had written down was that I can't let go of things. And I think that maybe that's the the main problem with me. I feel very, I didn't have the usual growing up childhood. I was in boarding school. I was left in boarding school at four Mm. till eight, and then I came to this country not knowing the language. So I had a lot of issues with social skills. I don't think I developed any social skills. And there was never a lot of love in my family. I didn't feel it. Everyone just did their own thing. And I realized that my parents did the best they could, having come from a different country and not knowing the language. I got married young, and I thought that that was the way out, that I was going to finally get love by showing this person. And, and I chose someone who really didn't have anything because I thought I was worthless so that I couldn't aspire too much. Mm-hmm. And I had a over-25-year marriage that was very abusive emotionally. So I can't let go things of the past things that happened with with this divorce. And I've been divorced now for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. I had a relationship after that that lasted two years, and I thought it was going in the same direction. I felt very drawn to this relationship at first because he was someone showing me attention which I didn't have all the time but what, what I did in my marriage when I didn't have this attention was that I redoubled and tripled my efforts to the point that I was doing absolutely everything and I was being taken for granted and it took me almost 30 years mm. to, to realize that so then I had this two year relationship I was with after that I was alone for six years because I decided I wasn't I went through a work on myself, and I hit rock bottom. I was ready to commit suicide, and I started working on myself. I really wanted to mm. to start living my life, and I wanted to be there for my grandkids also. And I was in a good place eventually until I met someone else, and I felt this person. Wow, I attracted him on my own, and even though I didn't like him at first, He was saying all the right things. And I was warned that this was not the right person and it turned that's what it turned out to be, even though I believe I was misled. You know, I told this person, I am trying to work on myself, I'm at a good place. If this is just some sort of play for you, just please leave me alone. Don't do that. And he started coming on strong and introducing me to friends and family. I thought this was going somewhere. Tell me about your children. I have two girls. One of them is married and has two children. The other one is single. And, and I did everything for them, and I think that they just got used to me doing everything. And when we had the separation, I was sexually estranged from them. And this mm-hmm. is why I say I hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I left my job of 23 years, my marriage of 27 years in the same, within three months, Mm-hmm. Eventually, I started building a relationship with them. Now, I have a good relationship with them and with my grandkids, but mm-hmm. I basically have alienated everyone from my life mm-hmm. for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. I just have this need to feel loved, which right. I never had in my life.
0: Right, And
1: I think that I hang on to the wrong people and then I can't seem to let them go, even though I know that the relationship is not good, that it's toxic,
0: that the friendship is toxic. Right, I can't seem to let go because then what's the alternative? Well, right. I hear you. I hear you. So first and foremost, I just want to acknowledge how self-aware you are. You've done a lot of work and you have a lot of self-awareness. Second, I want to acknowledge that you have two daughters and how many grandkids? Two. Two, two, two grandkids as well. And that you you didn't commit suicide. You decided to stay. And you have this next chapter of your life that you want to build in a different way. So first, let's just look at there is a lot of good. There are a lot of blessings. And it's important to look at those and acknowledge those. And also to look at, given your path, because you didn't have an easy childhood, you didn't have an easy upbringing, you had a pretty tough curriculum, but given that, you've made some smart choices along the way as well, too. You've put two beautiful women out into the world. You've started this discovery of personal growth. You've made great strides in your own life. I mean, you didn't wither up and fall apart. You're still here and you're still fighting and you're still wanting to grow. So that's amazing. And I don't think you give yourself enough credit for how strong you actually are. You're spending way too much time looking at your quote unquote faults and problems and things that are wrong with you. And the reason why it's so, so important is to look at all the amazing things that are so quote unquote right with you and all your gifts is because love starts with ourselves. And the reason why you keep attracting toxic people is it's because the om- it's the only kind of love you know. It's what's familiar to you. And you're trying to fill a void that can only be filled by you. You're in need of some real mothering towards yourself, and and some forgiveness of the massive judgment you have on your choices. Massive judgment you have on your choices. You made the choices. You made the best choices you could, based on your programming. So now it's time to update the programming, to have some different beliefs run in your life, so that you can make different choices but you've been paralyzed by your programming. We all are until we choose to update it. Is this making sense to you?
1: Yeah, it's making sense. And and I know I've done a lot of work on myself and you have helped me tremendously. I listen to your podcast and read your, your 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 blogs. And I also mm. listen to a lot of people. I also go to therapy. It's like I am trying to do everything that I can. And I know what it is I've had to, I have to do, you've put a lot of things in perspective and now I know it's that little girl that's doing the dating for me, like I've heard you say in the podcast, but I can't seem to move forward. It's like I'm stuck and I just can't, I was very bitter and I think I still am. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm in denial saying that I'm moving away from it.
0: So what's the payoff to staying bitter? What do you get from that? There isn't any, and I'm so disappointed. that's not true. that's not true. You wouldn't do it if there wasn't a payoff. We ne- none of us do things if there's not some payoff. So what's the payoff to staying bitter?
1: I really don't know because I had a girlfriend who told me, I think you do that on purpose because you like where you are. you want to play the victim, And I think no, I don't i I don't want to live like this anymore.
0: What do you think I know that part of you doesn't, but again. We don't do things unless there's a payoff. So put all judgment aside, get real, real honest from yourself because there's something you get from being a victim. There's something you get from not letting go and hanging on to the bitterness and resentment and anger and regret. The only thing I can think of
1: is that maybe because I put myself out there so much, I need to hang on to it because I need to get some validation. That mm-hmm. yes, you were able to do this. You know, you did that. It seems I can do so much for other people, but I'm paralyzed when it comes to doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like I I've, I've had the expectations, mm-hmm. I right? the expectation hangover mm-hmm. forever. It seems, and things never came out the way I wanted or the way that I thought, or people were not as grateful when when I did something and this was my way of showing them my love and I thought they were going to be grateful. So maybe I don't know, maybe it's holding on to that hope that one day they're gonna be grateful. But I think I've passed
0: all that well it sounds to me, here's what it sounds like to me. It sounds to me like your whole how I get love formula got messed up real early in life. And I think there's a part of you that thinks how you get love is by being a victim, by having people feel sorry for you, by being hurt, that that's somehow going to get you love and attention.
1: Well, if that is, it's certainly backfiring because I've lost (laughs) friendships on account of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, those things do tend to backfire. But we still tend to hold on to them because there's a payoff. There's also familiarity with it, you know, because it's like when we stay in victim, we actually don't have to take full responsibility for our life.
1: I'm ready to take full responsibility and do whatever needs to be done. because awesome. I cannot, yeah, I cannot see continuing to live like this. Like I guess that the only thing that keeps me going is my grandchildren.
0: Okay. So let me ask you this. You said you'd do anything to move forward? Yes. Okay. Here, So here's a question. Are you ready and willing to 100% forgive everyone in your life that you feel has wronged you? Everyone. 100% forgiveness. No blame. No judgment. No anger. Yes.
1: Okay. But I'll be honest. I'm ready to forgive everyone except this last person because this is just recent. Okay. And I'm still having issues with
0: it. Okay. It's actually not recent. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. So it's actually very old. It's just a different face on the same problem. Okay. Do you see what I mean by that? Yes. Yeah. So it's not recent. <laughs> it's decades okay. old. Right. Awesome. Well, I acknowledge your strength. So this is the thing. Forgiveness isn't about condoning. It isn't about making it right. It really is about setting yourself free. Mm-hmm. And so forgiveness means you no longer hold any resentment or blame towards any of these people that you fear or feel have wronged you. And that means that that your past and people in your past can no longer be an excuse for why you don't have what you want in your present. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you know how to do forgiveness? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So close your eyes.
1: I thought I thought I had. I thought I had, but obviously I haven't, so I'm going to have to say out. Right.
0: Right. And this may, this may take a while, you know, I'll give you, I'll get you started today, but this might be something you have to do inside yourself um, for a while until it starts to, until you really start to feel free and clear. So just close your eyes for a moment Okay. and just picture your grandchildren and just picture how much you love them. And I want you to feel how compassionate you are towards them, like imagining them suffering in any way and just feel how compassionate you are. And compassion is just being with suffering, you know, not, not fixing it, not solving the problem, but just being with someone in love, just being like, it's okay. You're okay. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Can you feel that feeling of compassion? Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. So then I just want you to bring that feeling of compassion onto yourself, like wrap yourself up in a warm blanket of compassion and just feel that compassion for you, for your journey, for everything you've been through since you were a little girl. Mm -hmm. And then from that place, just say a few things that you'd like to forgive can be things about you, it can be judgments or misunderstandings, or it can be a person. Just out loud, say a few pieces of forgiveness through this energy of compassion.
1: I guess mainly I just have to say I forgive myself for not taking care of myself. And I'm taking care of other people. Mm-hmm.
0: That's not good though, right? Yeah, so try this. I forgive myself for judging myself, i like, supposed to, to know how to take care of myself. You know, because how are you supposed to know?
1: Well, I thought that I would take care of others and they would take care
0: of me. Right. So that's... So I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that to get love, I have to take care of others. I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that to get love, I have to... Take care of others and be the victim. Take care of others, yeah. So I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I have to be a victim to get love.
1: Yes, I forgive myself for thinking wrongly that I have to buy love. hmm hmm
0: hmm Anything else?
1: I forgive, well... I held a lot of resentment towards my parents, and I've forgiven them for it, because I know that they did the best that they could with what they had, just like I have to forgive myself for all the wrong things that I felt I did with my children by not being there because I was always working, but then I felt it was the right thing, so I have to forgive myself for that, Mm -hmm. and be grateful that I have a relationship with
0: them now. Yes. So I forgive myself for judging myself as a bad mother or whatever you want to say or making mistakes as a mother. I did the best I could. Forgive myself for thinking I was a bad mother. I did do the best that I could.
1: You did. With the knowledge I had then.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So this is a great tool for you to use, Miranda, and to continue doing it until you really start to feel the freedom of forgiveness. And you'll know that you feel it because a lot of the charge will be gone. And, you know, the final things I'll say to you here is, I think that it's time for you to get some spiritual altitude on your life. Because on some level, you set all this up for what your soul needs to learn and what you're here to experience in this lifetime. And if you can really look at everything, everything and everyone was in service to your growth and to your transformation and to your healing. It was all for you. You were never, ever, Mm -hmm. ever, ever a victim, ever a victim. And how amazing that you can do this kind of deep work now and resolve so many of the pains you've been carrying around so that you can make an even greater impact on your grandchildren because the greatest gift you can give them is by giving them the experience of being in the presence of someone who is full of forgiveness, compassion, and love. Mm -hmm. Children are sponges. They read energy. If you can really be in a place inside yourself where you love yourself and accept yourself, that's energetically what you'll be teaching them.
1: And that's what I want to do. I want to get to that place of that This is my second chance, I feel. If I didn't do it with my children. At least I have the opportunity to do it with them.
0: Yes. And let's also acknowledge how good you did do with your children, given your tools, you know, given your tools, you did the best you could, mm-hmm. did the best you could. And guess what? They're still your children. It's not like you even need a second chance. You're still their mom. You can still impact them. You can still have a relationship. It's not over. It's not too late. You didn't miss a window here.
1: Right. I I just need to show up as a better person.
0: (laughs) Well, it's not about being a better person, Miranda. It's about really being who you are. And that just starts with you. I don't think I'm such a great person. that's why I've always tried to change. Well, and this is where the forgiveness work is really important. Mm -hmm. You need to see yourself as no less or no better than anyone else. You need to start seeing your amazing qualities like I can see in you right now on this call, just your strength of heart, your courage, your inner wisdom, your love, your compassion, your honesty, your integrity. There's so much there and it's time to start seeing it. Thank you. Because judging yourself, judging yourself is just going to slow down the process. Right. Right. And again, outer experience is a reflection of inner reality. So the reason you keep attracting all this toxic relationships is because you got a pretty crummy relationship inside of you. So you want to start attracting better people, start being nicer to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as we end today, I would like you to tell me the amazing things about you. Tell me and everybody listening what is just so authentically amazing about you. Um, I am
1: extremely creative. I love music. I am. I, I. I can make just about anything. Um, you know, if I really put my mind to it, I think that's that's about it. That's so know, not I'm it, so but that's a good creative. start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so non it, but I mean, it's a well, good that's start. That's the main thing. I'm, uh, I'm very, very, no, I'm very lovable.
1: I'm very, I think I'm a little too lovable, and maybe that's why I get taken advantage of. So I have to guard that, but still maintain that lovability. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa.
0: hold on. You don't have to guard your lovability. You don't have to guard your lovability. More be aware of than guard is that belief inside of you that thinks that you're going to get love and people are going to stick around if you take care of them. Because people mm-hmm. only quote unquote take advantage of you because you let them, because that's how you filled your love bucket. So I, I w- know that I want you to k- keep the lovability gate open, but start being aware of when you confuse love with caretaking. Okay. I think that's been my major obstacle. Right. So, do you have Expectation Hangover? Do you have that book?
1: I I do I just bought it last week. Okay. But I've been listening to your podcast over and over again. Okay.
0: Well, let me tell you, I'm glad you have the book. Start to work through it, but especially in the behavioral section, when I talk about compensatory strategies, so you're you're a mix of the caretaker, rescuer, and people pleaser. So if you okay. when you read that part of the book, that'll help supplement our coaching today, as well as the forgiveness work. And every day, every day, I want you to add to that list about what's so amazing about you. Okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. So the two most powerful takeaways from this call are the importance to drop your story and forgiveness. You heard that Miranda had massive judgment of herself, looking at all her faults rather than her gifts. Even when I asked her at the end to tell me about the amazing things about her, she listed like three maybe. And I know there's so much more. But if I asked her to list all the things she judges about herself or all the hardships in her life, it probably would be a long list. And so I encourage her and I encourage you start paying more attention to all your amazing gifts and all the things that are going right in your life instead of continuing to tell that old story that isn't getting you where you want to go. You know, I so was trying to move Miranda in that direction, to drop her limiting beliefs and story. You know, she shared she had been in therapy. I had a sense she'd done a lot of emotional work. She'd analyzed herself to death. And now she's at a crossroads where it's time to choose to believe and tell something different. You know, you heard she intellectually knows she needs to love herself, but because she's clinging on to an old story, bouncing between being a victim and feeling guilty, it's hard for her to get there. So I ask you, how attached are you to your story? Like really, truly be honest with yourself here. You've got to drop it and start to tell a different one. And if you're hanging on to any regret over any choices, just know you did the best you could. And hear me on this. A lot of times we think we missed a window on something. We think it's too late, but it's not. And the self beat from the past may be keeping us from fully living and engaged in the present. So you didn't miss a window. There's still plenty of time ahead of you. But can you please let go of that old story that's just not getting you what you want. Another thing we touched on on the call that I'll go through with you before we get to the assignments is compensatory strategies. We uncovered with Miranda that her compensatory strategy was a mix of caretaker, rescuer, and people pleaser. You know, she thought she needed to behave a certain way to get love. And that was just causing her to get in relationships that were kind of dysfunctional where she didn't feel seen and so you want to think about what's your compensatory strategy? You know, what do you think you need to do to get love? And how is it not serving you? And those of you who have expectation hang over the book, go back to the behavioral section and really look at the compensatory strategy and avoidance traps so you can get out of them. And remember, there's nothing you need to do to earn love. The best thing to do is just be the most authentic version of you. All right. So some assignments for you. Well, first, go back and identify what your compensatory strategy is and shift it. Second, look at the payoffs to the behaviors you don't like. For example, in the call with Miranda, we looked at the payoff to being bitter. and She didn't think there was one, but there actually was because that kept her kind of feeling righteous against all the things she had felt had been done to her that were wrong. You know, that bitterness was sort of like her defense system against it. Remember, we don't do things unless there's a payoff, so find the payoff. Often, you just think it protects you. And next, and this is so important, who do you think you need to forgive? Really, truly forgive. Remember, forgiveness is not condoning. It's just letting go of the charge, letting go of the judgment. People in your past can no longer be an excuse for why you don't have what you want in your present. I'm going to repeat this, friends. People in your past can no longer be an excuse for why you don't have what you want in your present. And finally, what is so amazing about you? There's so many things. Please don't list three or four. Make a very long list of all the things, all the gifts, all the things you truly love about yourself and that other people love about you too. And feed this. Let this become the new story. And remember... It's never too late. The past does not have to dictate the present or create the future. So what kind of future do you want? Well, it all depends on the story you decide to tell. So make it a good one. Thank you again for listening. And as always, I so appreciate rating and reviews. It means a lot and really helps get this podcast out there. It only takes a minute and means the world to me. I'm grateful. See you next week.